This episode is brought to you by Podcast Assist, offering voiceovers, audio editing and mastering, transcriptions and show notes, episode summaries, and even hosting a podcast on a topic important to you. Visit Facebook.com slash Podcast Assist for more info on their flat $30 per hour rate. Subscribe with iTunes, Audio Boom, Stitcher, or your favorite podcasting app. And if you enjoy what you hear, like us on Facebook. Also, consider throwing a little cash our way by visiting patreon.com slash koreafm. And find more of our great content on our home on the web, koreafm.net. More than 100 sinkholes have been discovered here in Seoul. And with an additional 246-kilometer section of the capital still yet to be scanned, that number could rise to as many as 300 or more. I spoke with an American sinkhole expert to learn more about the underground cavities that are becoming common here in the capital. My name is David Weary. I'm a research geologist with the U.S. Geological Survey in Reston, Virginia. What we refer to as sinkholes are topographic depressions that are closed. That means if any water were to fall on them, instead of draining off down the hillside, it would drain to the center of the depression and and disappear into the earth. They're caused by localized dissolution of the material in the earth or by collapse or subsidence of the earth's surface into a void or hollow space beneath the ground. Sometimes the processes that have been going on beneath the earth have taken years and years to occur uh, to open up a cavity. And then you reach a point where suddenly it just can't hold on anymore and the surface collapses. This tends to happen in places where there's some sort of um, unconsolidated soil or surface material. Um, We see that in the U.S. a lot uh, in places like Florida where there's a sandy soil. So you can have a cave beneath and hollow spaces opening up for years and years, and it finally gets to a point where that sandy soil just can't hold the top up anymore, and it falls in. A lot of cases you see also, and it looks to me from reading some of the media reports from some of the Korean sinkholes, is that um, you've actually got a cover of man-made material um, filled beneath roads or the road surface itself or sidewalk paving. And you could have a uh, hollow space being created for years and years beneath that, and then it'll finally get to a point where it it gets triggered and falls in. Sometimes the trigger is weather. Uh, Sometimes a heavy rain will trigger these things. But often it seems to be fairly random. They've just kind of gotten to the point where it's thin enough that some small load. um, I read a case in Korea not too long ago where a couple were walking down a sidewalk and it fell in. I mean, just that additional weight was kind of the straw that broke the camel's back. The Korea Herald reports that more than 100 sinkholes already discovered in Seoul were found around decrepit sewer pipelines. U.S. Geological Survey geologist David Wary says that's also common in the United States. In the science, we believe that natural sinkholes are fairly rare. Even many of the cases in Florida, uh, we've also got a rash of cases in Pennsylvania, which surprises a lot of people. We see natural cavities beneath the earth, but the actual collapses seem to be exacerbated by human activities above, uh, redirection of drainage water at the surface and leaking drains and things like that. It's very common in the U.S. We get lots of reports of uh, what the media is calling sinkhole collapses, and particularly in areas where there is aging infrastructure. In most cases, it turns out that there was a leaking sewer pipe or a leaking water drainage pipe or supply pipe uh, that was actually dumping water into the subsurface locally, which removes the fill beneath the surface and basically creates an artificial cave, and then these then fall in. They're actually quite common. As our infrastructures age in the U.S., we're seeing more and more of these 
sort of man-made sinkholes occurring in our cities. In places that are rapidly developing, you see lots of engineering failures, I guess I'll call them. And I'm guessing that a lot of the ones in Seoul occur around construction sites where they're excavating beneath the surface to produce basically the hole for putting the substructure, the buildings and parking garages and basements and things like that in. They pump the water out of those to keep the water out so they can work. And that affects the groundwater flow in the region around those sites and tends to create removal of material beneath adjoining areas and a greater likelihood of sinkhole collapse, especially in areas where there's unconsolidated sediments, like along the river sediments that were there previously. Those are places you've got to be careful of moving groundwater flow around by human activity. As an American, when I think of sinkholes, I always think of Florida. Just do a quick internet search of sinkhole companies in the U.S., and many of them will be headquartered in the Sunshine State. And I spoke with a representative of a company there to learn how sinkholes are repaired and how much money home or business owners will need to take care of the problem. My name is Jessica Canan, and I'm a project coordinator with Champion Foundation Repair, and we are a sinkhole remediation company. So we are the company that comes out, and we do the actual remediation of the sinkholes. Generally, they can all be fixed. It'll just depend on uh, what an engineer's recommendations are. There is underpinning, which are steel piers. They go under the house to hold it up. So if the soil would erode away, um, the home would still be standing. There's also grout, which is a fly ash and a grouting cement mixture that is injected under the home. And then there's also something called chemical grout, which is a polyurethane grout. Uh, that is just uh, the first few layers of soil under the home. It's injected and it mixes with the soil to harden it and also fill any voids near the surface. There are repairs that can be done prior to having a home built on a property or a structure built. Also, in order to do that, soil testing has to be done. So to be proactive, you can do the testing. Testing generally is between 1,000 and 10,000. Repairs, depending upon what is needed, um, how much material is used, those are you know, between 30,000 and there have been repairs that go up to 500,000. So if someone is looking to purchase a property or, you know, potentially build a home or a structure, having soil testing, you know, definitely could be helpful to them um, and beneficial, at least economically, so they can potentially help themselves from these things not happening. I'm Chance Dorlin for KoreaFM.net. This episode is brought to you by Podcast Assist, offering voiceovers, audio editing and mastering, transcriptions and show notes, episode summaries, and even hosting a podcast on a topic important to you. Visit Facebook.com slash Podcast Assist for more info on their flat $30 per hour rate. Talk radio, music, and podcasts from the Korean Peninsula. KoreaFM.net.